our series text is what has been Romans 12. I think there will be one more message, and we'll just see. But so important, so important. This is a, a topic, spiritual discipline, that we need to hear constantly. I need to hear constantly. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And many times we don't sense God's will or we don't see it as good because our minds have not been renewed. And because our minds have not been renewed, we are not transformed to be the person that God wants us to be, to think the way God wants us to think. There is a pressure. Man, can't you feel it in this time that we're living in? There's a pressure from the world to conform to what they say is right, what they say is wrong, what they say is acceptable. And that pressure has always been and will always be. It does seem like it's growing to a pressure for you to conform, stay this way, do this. And there is, thankfully for the Christian, there's a pressure also for us. It's called help of the Holy Spirit <laughs> for us to be transformed, to come out of the world, to be in the world but not of the world, as, as what we would see from Scripture, and to be transformed to do God's will. And God's will, hear me, is always good pleasing and perfect for your life. But you won't see it until you're transformed. So we got to renew our minds. So we have a part to play in this transformation process. We are to renew our minds. We have help, but we are to renew our minds. And if we change the way we think, we can change the way we live. But there's a battle that takes place. That's what we're going to pick up on today, 2 Corinthians 12. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And so many Christians live in the world and don't wage war at all. And they're falling victim to the enemy. It says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. I love that word. Take care of it. Get rid of it. To demolish strongholds. That's one of the, the tools of the enemy, one of his thought patterns. He wants to get a stronghold of your mind. Remember, stronghold is something that you will even defend. Well, that's just the way I've always been. That's just, you don't understand what they've done to me, preacher. And God's all about changing that. <laughs> if you're not careful, Satan will set up a stronghold in your mind and that you would even be so strongly convinced of it that you will defend it. And, man, that's the reason why every one of us need the Holy Spirit to show us those things, don't we? Number five, verse five, and we demolish arguments, reasoning, pretension, um, claims that, set itself, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here it is. This is so important. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought. Can we read that together? We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So today we're going to be looking, continuing those weapons, that equipment that God has given us from 
two weeks ago. I'll do a little recap. But today's title is My War, God's Weapons. It's my war. You are in war. It's God's weapons. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your presence here. I thank you for already working the way that you do. You do miracles. I'm thankful for goodness and mercy that's following us. Lord, as we look back over our life, I'm sure most of us in this room can look back and see how your goodness and mercy has followed us. If they can't see it, let them see it before they leave. And Lord, today we need help. And I'm thankful that you gave us equipment to use. And you're going to help us to put it to use. Church, let's pray it together. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me do just a little uh, review, uh, and then we'll jump into the rest of those, uh, those parts of our armor. But most Christians, we understand that there's an enemy, and he doesn't look like the cartoons with the little pitchfork and the little horns. I don't even know if he's got horns. He looks very sly. He looks very smooth. He's a smooth operator, isn't he? And we understand that he's there, though, to get us to sin. But we don't understand that his main tactic is to attack the mind. He wants to give you thoughts in your mind that are straight from him. And he wants to make you and I think that we thought the thought. Hear me. As a matter of fact, if you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. You cannot trust every thought that comes in your mind that it's from you. You cannot trust that thought came from you. As a matter of fact, if you are receiving every thought that comes in your mind, I can guarantee you you're receiving thoughts that the enemy has planted. Pastor, that sounds a little psychotic. No, it's called warfare. <laughs> it's called a battle of the mind, and that's where it takes place. For Satan can get those arguments and those pretensions or those strongholds in your life, he's got to plant the thoughts in your mind. He knows if he can get it from your mind to your heart, he can get it from your heart to your hands. You hear me? And then he has control. He understands if he wants to influence our life, he has to influence our thoughts. And I'm thankful that God has told us where the battle takes place and he's given us some equipment that we can use to help us to renew our minds so we can be transformed into Christ's likeness. Isn't that just a good deal that we have so much help? So we have some equipment. We talked about it. Let's read it in Scripture, Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes, the plans, thought out strategic plans of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. That's just a whole lot of evil right there in it. Do you see it layered? It's just layered. There's a hierarchy in, in the devil's army. Many of us, we just have the little nymphs. We ain't made it up to the devil yet. We ain't that serious of a Christian. 
<laughs> but when you start fighting and affecting people, influencing people, the little the little demons that used to bother you, they can't be sitting no more. They're not having an effect, so he has to go up in rank. And man, we want to influence people, don't we? We want to do all that God has for us, but we have victory over all of those. And it tells us, therefore, take up the whole, that got really serious real fast. It was, I guess it needs to be. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, to stand firm, stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. If I was still a youth pastor, I would have done more of an illustration this morning. I need to get back to some of my illustrations. My problem with some of my illustrations is I'm not sure if they work correctly. In my mind, it looks good, but when sometimes when it goes out there, it sort of gets fuzzy. But I would have had a couple of boxes. I would have had a big box that said church and a couple of smaller boxes that say the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And I was going to put the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, which would really not be small boxes, right? They would be huge boxes. But for the illustration, they would need to go in the box that says church. Because this is where many people are in church. In, the Christian, uh, in their Christian walk, they come to church and they expect the Word and they expect the Holy Spirit, which is what you should expect. I hope you do that when you come to church, that you expect a Word from God and the Holy Spirit will meet you here. That's what you should expect from church. But we don't leave the Word and the Holy Spirit in the box at the church. There's another big old box over here that says, My Life. And if I was, again, if I was doing the illustration, I would have taken those two boxes out. I probably would have dropped one of them. I would have dropped the Holy Spirit. I would have apologized, forgive me. And I would have put both of them in the box that's labeled my life. Because we don't leave the Word and the Holy Spirit at church. They are meant to go with us. And when we have the Holy Spirit and the Word in our life, we have the armor of God. And I would have pulled out the sword. I, I would have pulled out the breastplate of righteousness. Boy, that would have been a good illustration. And, and it's with us. It's with us. It's meant. We have him with us. But it's up to us to take up the armor and put it on. So, Let's look at these first three pieces that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, our divine equipment. The first part is the belt of truth. I have a belt on right now. I'm in between sizes. Try one of those slider belts. They just don't work. How many of you guys got a slider belt? You know what I'm talking about, that click, 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 click. But the problem with the belt that I have on right now, I need it tighter, but I still want to breathe. 
but it's just a little loose, and I have to do the old man tug. You know what I mean? Have you ever had a belt break on you before, guys? And man, if, when that belt breaks, you gotta until you get another belt, you gotta sort of have your hand there walking, and you sort of walking a little funny. You know what I mean? And some people don't have their belt. They got their hands all occupied, and they walking funny. They walking the way that God meant them to walk. The belt of truth is the word of God. It'll help you to have your hands free so you can do the work of the Lord, clean hands. You know what to do. And then you're able to walk in the way of the Lord. The belt of truth in this time and in um, the time of, of, of armor that Paul describes, the belt of truth held everything in place. It was so crucial to hold the, the parts of the armor in place. It would keep the breastplate of righteousness from swinging out so you wouldn't be exposed in the battle. It kept it attached firm. And it's so important for you and I to have the belt of truth, the word of God in our hearts, work shown through our lives as we put it to practice. We need God's word. It doesn't do us any good if we don't have God's word in our hearts. It's not about how big the Bible is that you tote around. It's how big the word is in your heart. And when you have God's word in your heart, you understand when the lie of the enemy comes. That's how you can take captive every thought. When a thought comes and it's contrary to God's word, so important for us to read the word every day. Man, there's so many times that I'll read God's word and then a thought would come later on. It's like, well, that, ain't, that don't agree with what I read earlier today. And I'm able to take that thought captive and cast it down. So the, so the belt of truth is so important. The second one was the breastplate of righteousness. It's used to cover the heart. It's over the chest, covers the heart. And it's the righteousness that Christ purchased for us. As a matter of fact, all of this equipment was purchased for us by Christ. And the breastplate of righteousness covers your heart. It helps you to know if there's things that Satan would put in your heart. It helps you to have discernment. It helps you to understand those wrong things, those wrong attitudes, those wrong emotions, those wrong thoughts. The breastplate of righteousness searches our heart. It helps us to stay in right standing with God, and it shows us those things with the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word. It helps to show those things that should not be there. Let me tell us something that I think we know. You cannot trust your own emotions. I think the older I get, the more I realize that. You can't trust the way you feel. How many of you have days when you don't even feel saved? Would you raise your hand? Aren't you glad it's by faith? And that breastplate of righteousness keeps us in agreement with God. It keeps our heart pure. I know I'm going through this a little fast, but I want to get to the other parts. Number three is the gospel shoes of peace. 
gospel shoes of peace help us to walk in obedience to God's word. They lead us by peace to peace. And when the road looks rough and we're tempted to worry and doubt, they assure us of God's provision, God's power, and God's peace. And Scripture says that the peace of God, which transcends, goes beyond all our understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see how all the armor works together? It is pieces, but together it's the whole armor, and they work together. And man, how fast can we get into worry? What I've discovered, if I just give in to a little bit of worry, it wants to take over. Then worry goes to fear, and then fear goes to unbelief. And before you know it, I am afraid to leave the house. And I need my whole armor. I need the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, my shoes that are peace of God, that's going to, God's going to lead me by peace. He's going to lead me to peace, and I need to be ready with them. Now, let's go to number four. Again, these all work together. So important. This divine equipment. Number four is the shield of faith. In all circumstances, <laughs> I love that, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The shield of faith is so important for those thoughts that come from the enemy. Remember, the devil will use claims. He will use reasoning to try to get you to doubt God. He'll give you thoughts sort of like this. And they sound really logical. They sound full of reasoning, thoughts like this. Well, grandmother had cancer. Mama had cancer. I guess I'll have cancer too. Thoughts like that. And they sound logical. It is depressing. Anybody else find it a little depressing when you go to the doctor and they ask about your family history? I mean, I need to apply for disability before I ever leave the hospital by the time I write all of that out. If I start listening to all of that, and Satan is right there saying, well, you know, that's in your family history, me. He don't sound like that. He sounds like me. <laughs> right? That's in my family history. And you'll start thinking that way. And that's just a flaming dart of the enemy. It's on fire because it comes from hell, straight out of hell. And he wants it to consume you when it lands in your mind. And won't it? so quickly consume you? The shield of faith. We must have the shield of faith. The shield of faith is used to block those thoughts and to cast them down. The shield of faith will help you to have this thought right after Satan tries to give you that thought. Well, mama had cancer, grandmother had cancer, but I will not receive cancer and the, because the blood of Jesus provides health for me in the name of Jesus. Then we'll throw a scripture there. Man, get you a scripture in your heart. 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself bore our sins in his body and on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. 
by his wounds you have been healed. Amen. Shield of faith is so important. We're to take it up. So many Christians have faith in one area, but they don't use their shield of faith for every area. I like it because it's a shield, and I can move it where I need it. So how many of you know Satan shoots those darts for more than one area? Well, what about your finances? Satan will say thoughts to you like this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll have to work till I'm 90 years old. How many of you have said that? Raise your hand, please. <laughs> I'm exposing that thought for you. You received it from yourself, but that's straight from the pits of hell. That's a flaming dart of the enemy. You've got to take up your shield of faith, and you've got to respond to that thought. I'll put God first in my finances, and he promises me that he will throw open the windows of heaven and pour out so much of a blessing on my life that I won't even have room for it. Does anybody hear me today? You got to get your shield of faith over your pocketbook, don't you? Then the scripture, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. You can work till you're 90 if you want to. I ain't planning on it. Well, I do have a different boss. It depends on what he says. Shield of faith stops all the fiery darts. It said it stops all the fiery darts of the enemy. You got to take it up, though. You have to apply it to your life. The helmet of salvation. Man, I'm so thankful for the helmet of salvation. Anybody else got a brain that works overtime? Mine does not quit. That little hamster has got to get tired sometime. But the helmet of salvation protects your mind by aligning your perspectives and attitudes to agree with God's word. It helps to align your mind, your thoughts with God's word. Perspectives that you have. From your life experience, that's just the way I was raised. Well, it was probably pretty negative in some cases. Probably wasn't correct. It's highly um, likely that it does not agree with God's word some of the ways that you and I were raised. And the helmet of salvation changes the way we think in accordance with God's spirit and God's word. 2 Timothy says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You don't have to give in to worry. I know you were raised that way, but you don't have to give in to it yourself. My mama, when it came to, she was a very godly woman, but when it came to bad weather, you know what we did when a tornado would come, a warning would come? Mom and dad, I guess it was probably mom leading dad, would get us in the car and we would go to the school 
and get behind the school. And I thought, is the tornado dumb or something that it don't go to school? But she was very terrified of bad weather. And so it tried to jump on me. I mean, bad weather comes. How many of you are deathly afraid of bad weather? Tornado. Well, I don't, I don't like tornadoes. I don't like sirens. But it doesn't have to control my life. If God wants to take me, he's got a better ways to take me than by the tornado, right? By, you don't have to, we don't have to follow that. We don't have to give in just because that's the way we were raised. We, Jesus said he makes us brand new people, new creation in him. We can have sound mind. We don't have to worry. Is this okay? I know it's a little teaching, but Colossians 3 says, set your mind on things that are above. Not on things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So thankful for the helmet of salvation. Mindful of godly thoughts can, we're to set our minds on, on godly thoughts. Faith-filled thoughts. Things that come from the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad. Husbands, I can promise you this. The Holy Spirit will help you to be a better husband than you can ever be capable of. Better than your experience that you saw growing up. I remember my dad, God bless his heart, he was from the old school. And the very few times I've heard him tell my mom, I love you, she would instantly cry. Because she never heard it. And Satan would love that to be that way in my life. I mean, it was passed down from his grandfather. I've shared with you, my grandfather couldn't even say it. He, Grandpa, we love you. <laughs> well, I love you too. I mean, then my dad barely said it. And you could say, yeah, he showed it, but yeah, and that's important, but you need to say it too, right? And that was just what Satan, that was his scheme for me to have me fall right into that. And I'm thankful for the armor of God, the work of the Holy Spirit in my life, that I don't have a phobia by saying, I love you. It's funny, we tell Nick, and we know he's around his friends. Every time we talk, I love you, buddy. And he'll do, huh, I love you. That means when he laughs, he's around somebody. <laughs> I love you. That's okay. Laugh all you want, but you better say it. The Holy Spirit changes us. He transforms us. And I can't tell you, this, this ain't me. I'm giving all the credit to the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you how many times I'm coming to work and I'm passing Patty's work, and the Holy Spirit will put it on my mind, hey, stop by and just get her a little flower. Stop by and get her a little coffee, just a little something. Take it by her work. I'm only telling you that to say it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit in me. He will help us to be who God wants us to be. He will give us those thoughts. I'm not thinking, though, I got to get to work. I got my mind set. I got this plan. I got to do this. I got to do this. Then I stop by and just get a little happy for her. 
Man, that's a good idea. So thankful for his working. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Number six, the sword of the spirit. I love me some sword of the spirit. We're getting now to the last two weapons that are not just defensive weapons. They are also offensive weapons. It says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. He's very clear about that. So we got the belt of the truth, belt of truth, which is God's word. All of it is purchased by Jesus, who is the word. And now we have this offensive weapon that's called the sword of the spirit. I really believe if Paul was writing this today under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that he might not call it a sword. In my mind, he might use the word sort of like a AK-57. Is it a 57 or a 47? Tell you, I don't know my weapons. It's a machine gun. 47, and I believe he would use something like that because when we speak intensely the word of God in faith, it's like releasing bullets against our enemy. Sure, when he comes to attack us, we should know God's word, but we should be intentional about speaking it over our lives, speaking it over our family, speaking it over our future. And it's like bullets. It's offensive. It puts the enemy on the run. I love it. Before he even has a chance. Let me give you five bullets for the battle. Can I do that? That's what I call it, five bullets. You ready? First John 1, 9. These are five scriptures that you really need to have. I mean, you need to have them and speak them over your life. The first one deals with, hey, you messed up. Okay, you sinned. You just left the church, and on the way home, <laughs> you sinned, <laughs> had a bad thought, let it in, spoke harsh to your spouse. And then the thought is, well, that message done you real good. How many of you have had that or your spouse has told you that? That did you real good, didn't it? So here's your bullet. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that way, you can pull out the bullet. I know it's sort of a defensive if you just sin, but it's also offensive because you can say it before you sin. <laughs> Amen. That if I should mess up, God's got me covered. I don't have to wallow in it. Romans 8.1. This will, back, this will be a good follow-up bullet. You ready? Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I've repented. I'm forgiven. I'm not condemned. Then here we go, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Man, you just got to have these in your spirit. Man, have them ready. Speak them over your life. 1 John 4, 4, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 
Man, isn't that so good? How would our thoughts change in the morning? Monday morning, you're getting ready for work. How would our thoughts change? How would your day change if you intentionally spoke this out of your mouth to give you a thought to think on? Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You understand that's, that's a question, but that's a statement too. It is a statement with an attitude. If God is for us, I think it should be sort of like, who? can be against us. Ephesians 6, this is the other weapon. Let me give it to you. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So that gives us our seventh one. I believe there's seven instead of six pieces of the armor. And the seventh piece is praying in the spirit. And scripture tells us that if we pray in a tongue, our spirit prays, but our mind is unfruitful. Man, if, if your mind is under attack and you don't even know how to pray, pray in the Spirit. You're praying the perfect prayer. You're praying God's will. It bypasses your mind. Pray in the Spirit. Well, Pastor, I don't know how to do that. Pray that the Lord will fill you by His Spirit, baptize you in the Holy Ghost, and that's one of the many benefits, praying in the Spirit. see where I'm at. Would you stand, please? Did I give you all the blanks? We're going to put on the armor, okay? We're going to put on the armor. I'm not a big fan of this, what we're fixing to do, but it's needed. I don't like people giving me things and say, say this. But I'm fixing to do that. Because I really feel like it's so needed. You know, with the things of the Lord, the Word of God, you say it to get the thought in your mind. Now, sure, hopefully we learn how to think those thoughts and they're in our spirit, but sometimes we just got to say it. We got to speak it. Got to speak it to receive it. So we're fixing to speak it. We're going to renew our mind. Today, we're going to renew our mind with the equipment the equipment that God's given us. The first one is the belt of truth. Let's say this together. I believe God's word is true, and it is good news for me. Now, let's think about that. I believe God's word is true, and it is good news. It's the gospel. Let's just thank the Lord for his word. Would you do that? Thank you, God. You didn't have to give me your word, but you did. You didn't have to put me in a place where I could get your word, but you did. You didn't have to put me in a church that preaches your word, but you did. And your word is alive in my life. I'm thankful for that. Lord, your word is good news to me. It's promises to me. It reveals who you are to me. I thank you for your word. It's good news, God's word. Let's say it again. I believe God's word is true, and it is good news for me. I gave you some scriptures. 
that you can look up later on, but we're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You ready? I have been saved by faith in Jesus, and I am a child of God. Well, Pastor, I just sinned this morning. Well, bow your head. Ask the Lord to forgive you right now. Lord, forgive me. I sinned. I shouldn't have done it. Please forgive me in the name of Jesus. Help me not to do it again. And I thank you for purifying me in Jesus' name. Is it that easy, Pastor? Yes, it is. You can't earn it anyway. Jesus gives it. You just got to ask. So we have the breastplate of righteousness. Covers our heart. Can we read it one more time? I have been saved by faith in Jesus, and I am a child of God. I don't care what the snaggletooth devil says. I'm a child of God. I've been saved. Jesus gave me the gift of salvation. The gospel shoes of peace. Let's do it. God's word always leads me in the way of peace. Always. Now, here's where I, you know, we, I want to think about when, I, when I'm doing this. Okay, well, wait a minute. I can go my own way, but I ain't going to be led the way of peace. And if I'm doing it God's way, it's going to be peace for me every time. Peace every time. Let's do it one more time. God's word always leads me in the way of peace. Let's put on the shield of faith. Somebody needs this today. We need it all. Somebody's got that faithful one area in their life, and they're doing good with that. But they're being hit all over by those fiery darts just because they're not applying faith to that area too. I have faith in God's love and goodness toward me. It's God's love and goodness. I believe. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on right now. I know it's not looking the way I want. But wait a minute. God loves me. and He's got good things for me. So I get up that shield of faith, say, I know he's going to work it out. I don't know how he's going to work it out, Miss Jackie. I don't know why it's happening this way, but all I know, he's going to work it out for me. And I'm going to back the devil up on this one. I'm going to move you back out of my way. I got my shield of faith. I ain't receiving that. No, I don't care who had it. I don't care if great-grandpa had it. It's not coming my way in the name of Jesus. See, we got a part to play, don't we? Let's say it again. I have faith in God's love and goodness toward me. He saved me. He came after me. Didn't he come after you? And the scripture says, he who gave his own son, if he did not withhold his own son, but freely gave him up for us, how will he not along with him graciously give us all things? If he gave his best for me, his son, how can he not give me everything else? The helmet of salvation. Man, I need this. You know, this is what the scripture says, you have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ, and I will think thoughts that agree with him. No, 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 I'm not going to go that, down that rabbit hole. Mm -mm. 
I want to think thoughts that agree with the Lord, what he says. I'm not going to go with my emotions. I'm not going to go with all of that. You have the mind of Christ. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Now we have to fill it right. Let's do it one more time. I have the mind of Christ, and I will think thoughts that agree with him. I've given you some scripture there. You can take this home with you. I'm out of breath. The sword of the Spirit. I will proclaim God's word over my life, my family, and our future. Man, that's so important. Me and Patty, when Nick was two, we said it beforehand. We know it was the Holy Spirit helping us. We refused to say, please don't do this. It's just he's in terrible twos. We're not speaking that over our child. We said it's the terrific twos. Don't speak all of that. Please don't say, well, that child is just a little devil. No, 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 don't speak that. Even if there are horns coming out of his side, I mean, I'm telling you, don't want to say it. Don't speak that. Speak Jesus over him. <laughs> I will proclaim God's word over my life, my family, and our future. Man, this works. It's God's word. There's a reason why it works. And then the last one, praying in the spirit. I will use my prayer language to pray God's will. Well, Pastor, I don't have it. Well, you just ask the Lord to give it to you. It's a gift. I mean, just say, God, I want my prayer language. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray with me, through me. Let's say it one more time. I will use my prayer language to pray God's will. Now, I know y'all that don't like to repeat. I'm sort of like that one again. And you quit repeating a long time ago. That's a, you know, I get that. But I have to give some extra ammunition. Is that okay? Here's just some land yep. Here you go. You ready? Because I need this myself. You ready? I am free from my past because Christ has forgiven me. I am free to live for him. See, so many of us can believe that we're free, um, that we are forgiven, and God has freed us, but we don't feel free to live for him. The devil will say, you're just going to do it again. You're just going to be the same way. Yeah, you're going with Jesus right now. He just lies. And he's making you free from your past, yes, but he's giving you freedom to live for him today, tomorrow, the next day, next year, 10 years, 30 years. I am free from my past because Christ has forgiven me. I am free to live for him. In other words, you're victorious. You can be free to be victorious in him. One more. Oh, two more. I love this one too. The devil has no hold on me because Jesus has taken hold of me. Whoo! The devil got to offer me better than being forgiven an eternal life. He can't do it, can he? Blessings and prosperity and peace and joy and happiness. He ain't got that good. It's not that good. The devil has no hold on me because Jesus has taken hold of me. I think it was Paul that said the Christ is his stronghold. 
You just need to let Jesus grab a hold of you in such a way that the devil cannot even get a fingernail on you. Okay, I'm sorry, just one more. You that don't like this, this is the last one. I will be all that Christ wants me to be. I will be. I will be. Words spoken over you when you were a child, and you said, I don't think, I don't see, I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. All you got to do is surrender. Would you bow your head, please? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe the Lord is going to demolish some arguments, pretension, us reasoning, arguments, claims. He's got some claims he's had on your life saying, yeah, they, they, they may be able to do it, but you won't. That's a lie. Reasoning. Ah, is God's word really the truth? Is that really all it's marked up to be? Yes, it is. That's a lie. Cast that down. Take that captive. Strongholds. He's feeling to demolish some strongholds over lives. Yeah, I just don't know. I can, I, I can do good for a little while, but man, I just always trip up. It seems like I'm always going to lie. That's a lie. We're casting that down in Jesus' name. That's defeated in Jesus' name. No shame. You say, Pastor, I need to do better. I need victory in this mind of mine. I see it. This is a battle, and I'm not fighting too well, and I need help. I want victory. Sound mind. I want to win this battle. Would you raise your hand? Yes. No shame. You don't have to be ashamed. I promise you. You don't have to be ashamed. We all need help. But today, you say, I realize it, and I want help. Just raise your hand. No, just keep it up for just a moment. At least, at least you know there's a battle. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you. Would you let your hand down? You say, Pastor, I know there's some strongholds in my life, and I want them broken. Would you raise your hand? Yes, yes, they're fixing to be broken in Jesus' name. No shame, no shame. If you mean business, God sure does. Anyone else? Thank you. I want to pray for you first, and I'm going to pray for those that say, I need help in my mind. God is going to help us. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, those that say I have strongholds in my life, they want them broken. Lord, they're giving it to you. Just go ahead and give it to the Lord. Ask him to break that now in Jesus' name. Break that stronghold. Break that stronghold. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, that stronghold is broken. In Jesus' name. No more. No more. It doesn't work anymore. It's void in the name of Jesus. It's void in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you take the stronghold. And I believe you will. And I thank you for that. That is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, let me pray for everybody that needs help. I got a feeling there's a few of us.
that raised their hands, but man, there's so many more, and we're going to pray it. Uh, I want you to just make a prayer for the Lord, and I'm going to pray in just a moment. But I want you to ask the Lord, if you will, just, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me to win this battle. Help me to fill my mind with good thoughts. Help me to see how the enemy lies. Lord, let me understand his thoughts. Let me, let me be able to take them captive. Help me by your word and by your spirit. Would you pray that prayer between you and the Lord? Every one of us, let's pray that. Lord, help me. Help me. Lord God, help me to put on the armor. Lord God, I want to walk victorious. Lord, I don't want to constantly fall prey to those things. I don't want to. Lord, I want freedom in you. And in the name of Jesus, I believe you're doing that, Lord. You're helping every one of us, Lord, to have your thoughts. Father, you're helping us to renew our minds. Every day, give us a desire, Lord, by your Spirit, to renew our minds with your Word and fellowship with you. And Father, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. One other prayer. You might have already raised your hand. I'm not sure. But worry and fear has to leave. Okay? Worry and fear are really good partners. Uh, worry is the little brother. Fear is the much bigger brother. Okay? And they work together. And you're giving in to worry and fear. It's dominating your life. It's time for that to be cast down. It's time to take that captive. Okay? Would you raise your hand? Say, Lord, I don't want this worry and fear in my life anymore. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're giving it to you. And we thank you that you we have your word on this. And we cast that down. We see it as thoughts from the enemy. And we will not receive that anymore. Say it yourself, if you would. We will not receive that anymore. In the name of Jesus, thank you for peace, power, and provision in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we did a lot of a lot of work here today. The Spirit did. But you got to put on this armor. When that worry and that fear and all of that comes, you may not even have you a scripture yet. Get your phone out, go to Google and say scriptures that say peace. Scriptures that talk about worry. Get you some scripture, get you some bullets. You got to use it. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you really don't like repeating stuff that we just did? Would you raise your hand? You can be honest, I don't either. But I think the Lord had us do that. I think. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, bless you. I think there's, seems like there's a couple of announcements I need to make. Oh, yes. Next Sunday is our newcomer's lunch. Please sign up. We had uh, quite a few sign up the first, uh, we got another page. So if you started coming to Move Church in 2023, it could have been January the 1st of 2023, sign up. We have a luncheon for you. We would love to have some time uh, with you next Sunday to be following the second service. So you can still come to the first service and come back at about 1230 if you want, but or come to the second service. We would love for you to come. That's next Sunday. Also next Sunday, uh, we will have, I'll still be speaking, probably finishing up this series, but there will be a Gideon here that will share his testimony. It's going to be very powerful, and we're going to take up a Gideon offering uh, for Bibles, okay? For a long time, I didn't know what, I thought Gideon was like a denomination. No, it's businessmen that collect money for Bibles, to distribute Bibles all over the world. 
It is furthering the kingdom of God by distributing Bibles. And we believe in the Gideon ministry, so that'll be next Sunday if you'll come prepared to give. All right. Now, I'm going to repeat this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.